go. Hey everybody, this is uh, Tito Bort here. Uh, this is our first episode of um, STR cold calling training. Today, um, I have a guest from England and his name is Hector Forward. Hi Hector, how are you? Oh, good, thanks Tito, how are you? Good, good, it's a pleasure having you here. Um, just to give the audience a little bit of background, um, we were talking for maybe two to five minutes um, before this uh, recording started. And the only purpose of that was for me to understand who is the ideal customer profile, ICP, and a buyer persona. So who is Hector trying to call um, to book a meeting with? Um, what we've determined is that uh, he has uh, a lot of different buyer personas in different industries. In this case, I've decided to be a CMO at a technology company. And I have no idea about anything else uh, here. So I wanted to be a true cold call. Um, if the audience has seen my interview with Jackie Libnicki, where we did a quick uh, video recording and a cold call, uh, one of the things I did is I turned around. I don't want to be facing a camera during a cold call because this is not how you cold call people. Hector will not be able to see my face when he's cold calling me. So we're going to um, do exactly the same. Um, any other comments or questions, Hector, before we, uh, we start here and, and uh, try out a cold call? Uh, no, I'm ready when you are. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to turn around. Uh, phone is ringing, ring, ring, ring. I'm going to pick up and I say, hello, this is Tom. Hi, Tom. My name is Hector and I'm calling from Cognizant in London. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How can I help you? Uh, I was wondering if I could take a minute of your time to explain the reason for my call. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Great. So uh, I'm calling from Cognizant and what we do is we help companies get in touch with their ideal audience. So we do this in two different ways. The first one is we have a unique data asset of 400 million B2B profiles. So these are 17 different data points that build up a record which includes email addresses, uh, contact information about these individuals or key decision makers in your industry. So who are the kind of common target audience you're trying to reach? You know, we already have some data providers. Uh, this is not something I'm, I'm looking for right now, but I really appreciate the call. So what if I could tell you, Tom, that we can actually get in touch with your ideal audience at the right time. So our USP, as it were, is event-based data. So this real-time stream of data, we can tell you when a company's just got funding so they can afford your services. We can also tell you when someone's just joined a job role, so the conversion rates are 66% higher. Does that interest you? You know, I, I don't think that's interesting for us at the moment. Uh, we have our own data providers. That's not an, an area of focus at the moment. Uh, so... Yeah, and, and how are you getting that data? I mean, how are you special versus any other data provider I might be using for the same purpose? So what differentiates us is we have uh, 150 different data streams like Financial Times, Crunchbase, S&P Global, and that's our closed source data that's exclusive to us. And then open source data, which is tracked through our AI. So we take everything from the open air web and blend it together to make this huge data asset. Um, what kind of separates us? Okay, how much does it cost? So the starting price would be $500 per month for 2,500 verified leads, which is significantly lower than industry average, and our deliverability rate is 98% in comparison to 30. Uh, okay, you know, it's not, a, it's not a priority right now. Uh, just call me back in like six months or so, um, and, uh, and yeah, we can, we can look into this a little bit more. 
So one thing that I wanted to uh, make clear before uh, we parted ways was that we actually have a proof of value period at the moment. So we can actually help you with a uh, lower cost for a period of three months, as well as you said that you had data providers already we can actually clean and enrich your CRM data. So if you had already, you know, 100,000 contacts, at least those are gonna be stale, Tom. Yeah, like we we're, we're already using some other data providers. So like, I, I get your price point, but I, I, don't, I don't have the time to test your quality right now. And it's, that's, it's just gonna to be too much of a pain. I have a lot of other priorities. We have events coming up and I'm organizing my team for it. Uh, we're working on, on our outbound campaigns and so on. So at the moment, I don't have time. I, uh, I, I'm happy to look into data maybe, maybe next year and, and see if you can help us, but it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not the right moment. So I appreciate your call and uh, yeah, feel free to reach back out in six months. Okay, I look forward to catching up in June. Thanks very Bye. much for your time. Bye. Bye. Okay, cool. Um, how is that compared yeah. to, to your regular cold calls? Uh, was that easier, more difficult? Uh, what yeah, that was, that was pretty savage. <laughs> the average. Okay, cool. Um, okay. No, sorry, so, uh, savage. That was uh, usually oh. there a little. <laughs> a little bit nicer. Like going into the bears den. <laughs> okay. Uh, what percentage of meetings do you think you book? Like, if you talk to a person, are you booking ten percent? Fifty. About about forty percent have quite a high conversion rate for anyone that I connect with, um, and, and also the way uh, we've kind of positioned ourselves in the company is that we are becoming thought leaders in outbound sales, a bit like HubSpot is a thought leader in inbound sales. Um, so one of the ways you do that is we uh, are quite creative with our touch points and actually get much better reengagement. So, for example, in the demonstration, uh, the we just had you said let's get back in touch in six months but actually we'd find these people getting back in touch with us after three um through a combination of uh these touch points right uh, yeah that that makes sense that's cool um now uh, this is what i want to do i i think i have your, your call to be honest compared to a lot of people that i hear calling uh was was way above average i i would say you're in the top five to ten percent um couple of reasons why I say that. You tried to provide me insights. You understood some of your competitive landscape. You understood some other data providers and what makes you different. Um, you were patient enough to listen to me and you were, you were um, persistent yet professional. You didn't get too nervous or too pushy. Um, so all those things I liked. Uh, what, I, what I do want to understand is um, a little bit more in depth now that we're not in the attention of the call. What does mm -hmm. your product actually do? And see if I can find a different angle to then cold called you. And then mm -hmm. after that, we can uh, dissect my call into, into different things that I'm doing and see if we can find any differences and see if those are helpful. So that'd be my okay, best sure. bet. Um, so help me understand what, what, like, how does the product actually work? It seems like you're selling me data. And you have the best yes. data in the industry, okay? Yes. So uh, we have um, kind of all of these uh, key decision makers. So you can type in COO in the UK, in the automotive industry, and it will generate in real time all of these people's contact information. And then you, we have a inbuilt email marketing function, or uh, not email marketing sales um, solution. Uh, and 
the other thing we can do is if you already had a ton of data, we can also clean and refresh it. So, um, you know, after a year, like an email address is probably going to be invalid because someone's moved job. Um, and we can, yeah, essentially get it up to date and then you can reuse okay. that data. So help me understand here. I, I use tools such as Zoom Info. Um, yeah. Right, so I can go type any title and they show up. I use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to figure out job changes and things like that. And then like, for example, mm -hmm. uh, my company, we, we use a team in Philippines. I have a few employees over there who mm -hmm. are in charge of enriching my data. So mm -hmm. I can even have them enrich things that most people cannot. So when I talk to mm -hmm. companies like Cognizant, they come to me and they're like, I can enrich your data. And then you're gonna give me like revenue estimates or like location and whatever. But like, mm -hmm. what I want to know really, and this is why I use my team in the Philippines, is I want to know the last three jobs from every employee at any company that's in tech that is a VP, right? So the, mm -hmm. the way we find that is they go on LinkedIn, they open up each profile, they look at the last three jobs and they put custom fields. And then when I mm -hmm. send an email, for example, I can, I can uh, do things like uh, personalize to their previous jobs. So I can say, Hi, John, looking at your career progression from your early days at Microsoft to now working at Adobe, I thought you'd be the mm -hmm. right person to speak about email marketing, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, right? And it looks now so personalized because it's not common data. It's personalized. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, it, it, you know, I want to I wanna see if there's an angle that you could take even for a person this advanced or for a company this advanced in their data to sell it. What would you tell a company like that? Uh, how can you make it better? Or, or is it, or, or like, what are the usual angles? Are you usually just uh, cheaper? Are, are you, why is your so, better quality? Like when you, when we were speaking, one thing that came to my mind, even though I didn't mention it, was you have a lot of data. And mm -hmm. what that tells me is not all the data must be clean. Uh, mm -hmm. so you must have a lot of dirty data. And I just don't want to flood my system with like a lot of crap data. So I want to test it. I don't have time to test it, so I'm gonna wait six months. That's why I pushed you back, really. Okay, so um, how our kind of tool works is we, uh, if you have your email address right, which is uh, hector at cognizant.com, that is uh, first name at domain name.com, whereas yours might be uh, tito.orts at cognizant.com, which is your first name, dot last name. Every other uh, tool in the industry, guesses the uh, common pattern and applies it to everyone's email address, whereas actually your email is different, so it definitely bounces. So how we differentiate ourselves is we generate all 14 steps of um, a email, uh, a 14 variations of someone's email address, which might be first initial dot last name, first name dot last name, et cetera, et cetera. And then we send them internally to our email verification server, and then that pushes back only the valid emails. So that's one layer. The second layer is that we uh, use our AI to regularly update it in real time. So we process around 800,000 um, data points a day to make sure that it's accurate. And then the third layer is we have something called a data helix network, which is a um, when something hasn't been researched recently, it's pushed there. Or, or for example, if a uh, company's running a campaign with us um, and they found one of our emails to be invalid, it gets sent to the data helix. And then refresh and enrich through that, and then it comes back, um, which is why we have probably, I think, two to four percent is our bounce rates on average. Okay. Wow. Really cool. Um, 
Good. Okay. I think that gives me gives me enough uh, talking points um, for for me to try a cold call to you. So mm-hmm. you know, first day onboarding, first day of the job here at Cognizant, <laughs> I'm gonna try to pitch an experience experienced employee. So um, do I'm, gonna, to, I'm gonna turn uh, around mm-hmm. again, or yeah, I'm gonna okay. turn around again. <laughs> and, uh, we'll we'll do it. So. Um, yeah, uh, ring, ring. You're going to pick up the phone. Ring, ring. Okay. Hi, it's uh, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. This is Michael. I'm calling from Cognizant. I was just hoping to speak with you briefly. Do you have two minutes? Uh, you have a minute. Uh, thanks. I promise I'll be brief. Um, the reason my call is that we're setting up some online personalized demonstrations about a, our software, uh, Cognizant, that helps companies get more accurate, data faster for their target market. And I was just curious to hear, how are you currently getting your data? Are you using any data providers like ZoomInfo or LinkedIn Sales Navigator or something else? Yeah, I buy a list about once every quarter. Okay, and is there a specific provider you use constantly or is this kind of like on a one-off basis every time you need data? Uh, DMB Hoovers. Okay, yes, very familiar with them. Here's. I'm, I'm so glad I gave you a call today. This is gonna to be fantastic. So some of the things that we find is that Cognizant only has about a two to 4% balance rate compared to the industry average of 15. And I know that Hoover's is actually at, at around a 17% balance rate. So our data is gonna be way more accurate, allowing you to get uh, your servers in a, in a better status, contact more people and drive more deals. Um, from what you told me, this seems like a great fit. Would you have maybe 15 minutes for a longer conversation next week? I know I said I would only take one minute today. Um, how's Tuesday looking for you? Um, so, I mean, how much is it? Well, it, it depends on how much data you need, you know, but we're actually um, less expensive than most data providers. And the way you're going to see the ROI is not only in spending a little bit less on your data, but also getting much better results. Um, tell me, Tell me a little bit more. How many credits do you need on a, on a quarterly basis every time you purchase? So I get 50,000 uh, leads um, for $1,000 every quarter. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You're paying very little money. Tell me a little bit more about how you're working those leads. Are, are these like hyper-personalized, really targeted leads, or are you just uh, throwing them into like an email blast type of campaign? Uh, we do email blasts. Okay, you do email blasts. Um, here's what I would like to do. Uh, rather than just showing you the product, I want you to talk to one of our uh, uh, outbound experts who can teach you a little bit more about some strategic initiatives you could use. Maybe segment that 50,000 email list into specific criteria that could help you get much more targeted and increase your response rate. So what I hear from email blasts is that the response rate is usually at 1% or under, I wouldn't be surprised with even the data you're getting to be way under. Um, and what we've seen is we can get it to 7 or 9% if we focus much more, providing you a much better ROI and maintaining your server uh, white-labeled rather than, rather than being marked spam too, too often. Is that something you'd be open to? I mean, I have, I have a, 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 an expert available on Thursday at 2 p.m. Is that a good time? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> okay, fantastic. <laughs> that was that was that was good. Okay, um, cool. So, what what did I do there 
um, that was different uh, from your analysis. And then I'll, I'll tell you some of the secrets, right? The, the, the purpose is me coaching you a little bit and then coaching the audience on, on how to call call. But, uh, sure. but yeah, what, what, what did you see different on, on my pitch versus yours? Uh, so, I mean, one thing that struck out to me is you were, I, I, like, I understand that you were trying to, initially you tried to push for a, a demo and when I gave you some resistance to that, um, and explain that we went down a different path and you angled yourself in as we can actually just help you with that. It doesn't have to be a demonstration and we're just kind of giving you a helping hand to talk about your outbound sales process by segmenting the date, the email blast that we were talking about, which kind of uh, brought me back to center and then allowed you to close um, was one thing I noticed. Um, you actually didn't stay on the phone that long. You tried to close me within I don't know, 45 seconds a minute um, without too much backstory, which is probably a good thing. Um, and yeah, I thought your kind of highlighting um, of the bounce rates was marginally better, I guess. Um, and also, you know, kept stressing how much affordable things were as opposed to other solutions out there with the kind of main points that I got. Right. Yeah. So those are, those are good, good insights. Here's, here's how my mindset works for cold calling. There's a few things I want to do. I want to be incredibly respectful of their time and keep it brief. Um, second thing I want to do is I want to make them feel like I know what I'm talking about and that my solution is aligned to their needs. Mm -hmm. um, and portray myself as an expert and get out of that call as quickly as possible and even use the excuse that I'm going to keep it brief to say, I promise I will keep it brief. <laughs> Let's talk next week, right? Which is very funny. I'm, I'm, I'm using kind of like a cold calling jujitsu. I'm grabbing there like, be brief. And I'm like, yeah, pff, there you go. Now I got you. Um, but it, it's in a friendly way, right? So ideally, the, the way you would use this and the way we use it here is we are very focused on our ideal customer profile, just like you are because your technology does this, right? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this type of cold calling if you're grabbing a phone book and calling 50,000 people and just hoping somebody picks up. We have a very yeah. ideal customer profile. I'm going to give you some tips and tr tricks here, some uh, techniques and, uh, and methods that I'm using on the call. One of the most important things and one of the biggest mistakes is when people ask for time. They're like, hey, do you have two minutes? Or, hey, can I grab you for, for a couple of minutes? Um, when, when the client says yes, a lot of people who are cold calling just say, oh, great, fantastic, yes. Um, and, and this is a natural reaction because you're excited about the fact somebody gave you time. However, if you think about the, uh, the underlying psychology of it, if you say great or fantastic or awesome, it seems like mm -hmm. a very selfish. It seems like you got me to take time with you, right? Mm -hmm. So something that I change there is I say, I appreciate it. I promise I'll keep mm -hmm. it brief. Now we're in a conversation, right? You got to be very aware of the power dynamics, right? You never want to be too low compared to your client or too high. If you're too high or too low, it's a problem. Also, the energy dynamics. You know, if somebody picks up the phone, they're like, hello, this is Jonathan. You don't want to be like, hey, Jonathan, this is Michael. I'm calling from Cognizant. Yeah. Like, no, bye. Right? Same if they're too excited. So you got to thinking about some yeah, of these mirroring for sure. Yeah. Right? Um, so one of the things I did is, you know, I explained briefly what we do, you know, hey, here is my, uh, here's my product. And the, you always want to ask a question to start a conversation. What clients don't mm -hmm. want to feel is that you're trying to book anybody. They're like, they're calling to book me in a meeting and, and I don't care. They're just calling anybody. But if I ask you, hey, what data sources you're using? 
Or like, well, I buy a list every three months. So I'm like, oh yeah, where are you buying those from? From uh, Hoover's. Oh, Hoover's. Oh my God, I'm so glad I gave you a call. Mm -hmm. I am so glad I gave you a call because you're using Hoover's. What I'm making the prospect feel is this is a fit. You should be excited that you're talking to me. I can help you a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, and therefore that, that, that should make him feel like they're taken care of. And then I say, hey, you know, I promise I would keep it brief. How about we talk next week about it? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end, if they're a good profile and I feel like they're not using best practices, from what I heard about your company and what you guys do, you, th you said we're trying to be thought leaders of outbound. In the call, you, you expressed or, or you mentioned the fact that you're doing a really bad job as a company, right? As a prospect that I was calling doing outbound, you're doing email blast to 50,000 emails. So mm -hmm. I would assume that your company be willing to talk to them, show them a little bit why you're, show them the article, show them the case study, show them everything and say, if you change your mindset and instead of going 50,000 emails, 20% bounce rate, just blast it. And you go for a thousand emails, hyper-targeted, very specific, cadence-like, mixed with, with phone calls and we get it more targeted, you're going to get better results. And the best way to do that is actually to use Cognizant. I think you could be able yeah. to. You would be able to sell that client. Yeah, that that one was particularly easy. I just rang a bell because that's someone I spoke to last week. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that was beneficial for the audience to to hear this uh, pitch. And and one thing that I I do want to stress here is, I I have I had no idea what cognizant was. I am I'm new on this thing, and. For example, Alti says we hired a lot of people who have some experience cold calling and we train them on products. I don't need to understand very in-depth technology. I don't need to understand if they have APIs or how their data sources scrape the web or anything. When you're cold calling, you're just trying to book a meeting. You're trying to look for the basics of uh, things that, that will work. So um, I don't know. Hopefully that was helpful for the audience. I think I might be um, losing a little bit of connection here. Hopefully that didn't affect the recording. Um, Sorry, I, I lost the last uh, five seconds of that. <laughs> okay, no worries. I think it might be the internet a little bit uh, coming in and out, but hopefully the audience got that. And uh, we're gonna be posting this online. Any anything else you want to try this again, or um, any other ways you can help, or um, do you think we should cut it here for the audience? We can continue to talk after after we cut the recording. Uh, I'm absolutely happy to do whatever you want to do. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> half ten at night here, so uh, I, to be honest, I'd prefer to wrap up and then just have a quick chat afterwards. Uh, but thank yeah. you so much for your time and hi to the LinkedIn audience. Thanks yeah. for listening to me ramble. Ooh, awesome. I want to stop the recording here and then we can chat a little bit more and, and see, if, uh, see what else we can get from that. So uh, thank you everybody for watching this and uh, yeah, talk soon.